The Bible Study Podcast, episode 507. The Bible Study Podcast continues today with a study of Ephesians with chapter 5. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Continuing on with chapter 5 today, this is a continuation of the section we started here in chapter 4 on instructions for Christian living. Now, we should say that one of the reasons why this thought here on instructions for Christian living continues on into a different chapter is that as Paul wrote this letter, it was all one scroll, or as somebody wrote it for Paul, the instructions for Christian living heading, the chapter divisions and the verse numbers all were added later to make it easier for me to tell you, turn your Bible to chapter five. It's easier for you to follow along with those verse numbers and chapter numbers, and then those headings make it easier for you to find something. So if you know it's in Ephesians, but you can't quite remember where, you can look for, oh yeah, Paul talks about instructions of Christian living. So anyway, that's what those are there for, not part of the original text. So, in this case, the thought carries on into the chapter chapter 5. And I should also say, if you're trying to follow along, I had a question recently, what version of the Bible are you reading? And I'm using the New International Version, or the NIV. And by the way, the lyrics of every episode have the exact words that I am reading. Chapter 5, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Now, remember in chapter 4, when we started this thought on how we should live, Paul had to tell people, stop stealing, which surprises you, or surprises me at least, I should say, because that seems like something that Christians should be doing, and it seems like it should be obvious. But remember, just because you become a Christian doesn't mean you have left behind everything you should or shouldn't do. It is a process. Sanctification is the word that we use in the church, which means being made holy. And it's what the Holy Spirit's work is in us. And Paul realized that just because you became a Christian, it doesn't mean you were immediately changed from sinner to saint. And so as he goes into this particular part, he says, again, let's think about why we're talking about all these things. We're going to talk about how we should live, but why? And he says, because we're living like Christ did. And because we're living in the way of love, he'll say this differently in Corinthians, but it's the same thing here that love is the overall thing that we're trying to get to. When our lives are ruled by love for God and love for others, so many, many things fall into place. And he says, that's what Jesus did when he gave himself up as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Fragrant, it seems like an odd word here, but it's a very Old Testament word. Because if you look at the offerings, it's the offering of the bull, for instance, is burned on the altar, and then the smoke goes up as a fragrant offering to God. As God is smelling that offering, we can see the smoke ascending into heaven. He is pleased by his people and the offerings they're giving. In the same way, it's saying that what Jesus did, God was pleased. God was pleased the way Jesus lived including the way he lived sacrificially, that is, putting the needs of others in front of his all the way up to the cross. So, therefore, but among you there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, 
or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. Okay, quite a lot of things in there. So first of all, he's talking about those who are disobedient. There are those who are disobedient to God, and he means in in general. He's talking about those who are not obedient to Christ, have not put themselves under the kingship of Christ. Hopefully he's not talking about us, but that's something we have to look at here because he's saying this is not a good path, right? These are people who are on a path that leads to wrath. And then he's saying there's a lot of things that they do. There's a lot of things that you did when you were in that group that are no longer appropriate. And he goes through them. Obscenity. Now, why is obscenity a problem? Is it just that Paul is a prude? Is Paul having such problems with language because he just doesn't like bad words? Why coarse joking also? Why does it make this list? Well, it's interesting that he says the all these things, coarse joking, foolish talk, obscenity, these are not big things. This is not murder. This is not even stealing, which he was talking about in the last chapter. Um, immoral, impure. It's like, okay, we're starting to leading some things that might be bigger things. But he says, such a person is an idolater. And we have to think about what this is and think about this in the Old Testament terms first. It was easy to spot an idolater in the Old Testament because what they would do is they would take something that was a tree or a rock or a piece of metal and they would fold it in the shape of something and would say, this is my God. This is where my help comes from. This is where I'm going to pray to. The most obvious and terrible example of that in the Old Testament being the golden calf, right? When the people of Israel said, this is the God who saved us out of Egypt. It is both insulting to God and against the first commandment. But in general, in the New Testament and in our lives, it's not as easy to spot idolatry. Idolatry is not necessarily just me taking a piece of, it's not necessarily me 3D printing a idol for me to worship, but it is anything that gets in the place of God in my life. Anything time that something, someone gets in the way of the role of God in my life, which is to tell me what the right thing to do is and for me to be obedient to. So he is tying in here all of these things, obscenity, foolish talk, coarse joking, immoral, impure, or greedy person. He's saying that those are a sign of a life where the center of it is not what does God want me to do. The old bracelets, what would Jesus do, or an idea of the center being on Christ. Saying, why do you have this foolish talk and coarse joking? Why do you have this obscenity? Often we have it because we're trying to please somebody else. We're trying to fit in. We're trying to be cool. We care what people think about us. And all of those things are putting our emphasis on pleasing someone else and not God. Immoral, impure, and greedy, that's more about pleasing somebody else, but that someone else is us. That is living a life that is self-centered. That's living a life that says, I don't care what I do if it feels good. 
I don't care who I hurt if I get more. All of those things are putting something else in place of God in our life, something else central. So he says, that's what the disobedient do. Don't do that. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So he says, not just were you in darkness, he says you were darkness. You were playing for the other side. You were playing for the other team. You were on the other side. He says, but you're not. That has changed. You're now children of light. In Colossians, Paul says, we were rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the son he loves. Here again, he's saying, you were once darkness, you are now light. Live as light. Where goodness and righteousness and truth Those are things we're supposed to value. Goodness, what is good? What is right for us to do? And what is truth? We are to value truth, not opinion, not my point of view, not the thing that advances my side, but what is really, really true. In all our business dealings, are we thinking about what is true, what is right, what is good? In all our politics, are we thinking what is good, what is right, what is true? Not what is good for me, that goes back up into that greed category, that self-centered category. But find out what pleases the Lord. I actually like that Paul says here, in, you may not know, right? You may not know what pleases the Lord. Find out, learn, spend some time in prayer asking, expose them. That's really interesting. He says, have nothing to do with the deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. The idea is that light is a disinfectant, that if we expose things to light, they are disinfected. They, they become cleaner. It says, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, but instead be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from the heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul is not against getting drunk because he doesn't like the flavor of wine. In fact, he tells Timothy to drink wine. But he's against when we drink because we're trying to lower our inhibitions, right? We drink because we want to do things we know are wrong, and therefore we get drunk and do them anyway. That is not the way we are called to live. Instead, we're supposed to be filled with this spirit who is sanctifying us, who is making us holy, holy, set apart for God's use and purpose. And so, instead of wine, we should be filled with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. I pray that your life this week will be a song. A sad song, a joyous song, depending on where you are, but a song sung to the Lord. 
With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Hey there, it's Carly Mercouli, your host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.